Thank you for listening to the Divine Nobodies Podcast with Eric Ajna and Jennifer Lynn. If you enjoyed this episode, please like and subscribe so you never miss a show. If you're on Instagram, please follow us at Divine Nobodies Podcast and join our ever-growing community of lightworkers and spiritual visionaries. Together, we can raise the frequency of our planet and bring in a new era of awakening and inner standing. Welcome to our tribe. And now your hosts, Eric Ajna and Jennifer Lynn. Oh, welcome for tuning in to the Divine Nobody's podcast. Imagine, imagine if I just did the entire podcast in an English accent. I was like, oh, thank you for tuning in. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> oh dear God. Should I Please try it? no. Should no. I try it one no, you should not. No. I'd be like, oh hello, Jen, how are you? And I always like ended up with like this oh, 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 oh. <laughs> You sound like Santa. Like Santa Claus? No. Yeah. Santa Claus is a deeper voice. <laughs> this is more like the the grandma in the movie Huck, you know. Yeah. Like Wendy she's like a million years older than she actually is. <laughs> Do you remember this shit? I didn't see Hook. Yeah, I've been practicing my I've been practicing my English accent, but I don't want to sound like just any English oh, woman. Oh, it's terrible. I want to sound like one of those like old like aristocratic grandmothers. It's like, oh, Jennifer, hello, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> like always laugh for no reason. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I should bring like one. Of, uh, we should have tea time at some point. Maybe during the show, I like a spot of tea. Actually, I took a a high tea class a while back. You did? That that pretty much taught me all the bells and whistles of what you should do as well as what you shouldn't do while enjoying tea. I want to know about that. Yeah, you'll never, you you, you never think, but I think it's something that- What's your top takeaway from that training? uh, The top takeaway actually is that a a few things. It's not even just about the tea because Mm -hmm. there's a whole- you know, the whole caddy that comes out, it's got like the, the sugar cubes, the and sugar all the- cubes. it's got like the pastries. There's like this whole process involved. And if you don't want to be, you know, if, if you want to kind of be up there with all of like the sort of aristocratic people that engage in this sort of shit, <laughs> you have to do this shit right. Otherwise mm-hmm. people will think of you as a degenerate. Mm-hmm. A dumb American. I- exactly. You know, one of the things that I did actually learn was that it's not really appropriate to stick your pinky out. Pinky out. You know, I I sometimes do that out of like reflex. Not, I don't even right. notice that I'm doing it. Well, that's different. You're not doing it in some attempt to try and look a little bit more upscale. Oh no! Right, the people that that do actually that, try to be conscious to not do that. Yeah, I'm like, well, tuck that pinky in. But there's a functional reason behind the reason why people used to do that is because back in the day, when they had the cups, the little porcelain cups, they didn't have handles on them. Oh. Right. So they used to do that as a way to balance, balance out. out. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, a, a cup of tea really isn't that heavy. No, but, but somehow it was just sort of good manners and that makes sense. to do that. Yeah. And a bunch of other things, which is like, you know, when you're getting your pastry or your scone, you don't want to take the jelly or the butter directly from the plate mm-hmm. onto your, your scone. Mm-hmm. You want to get a little generous helping, put it on your own plate mm-hmm. and then from your own plate, to this going. That makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. You never know. I might end up coming across some beautiful English woman. You never know. And she might want to sort of test my knowledge on that sort of thing. And I figured this is something really cool to put into your toolbox. Yeah. I like it. Do you put milk in your tea? Um, no, no. No. 
I just straight up drink my tea. Just with nothing I mean, in it? But honey is good though. Yeah, I like honey I and really, tea. I really, really like honey. I went to Mount Shasta. We talked about that at Mount Shasta a while back and I picked up some Mount Shasta honey. Oh, Mount Shasta honey? Yeah, it was amazing. That sounds some, pretty awesome. some wizard um, living at the base of the mountain <laughs> of that has course. ties with the telos that's just... You know, making batches batches of this shit, mm-hmm. selling them to the people that come across. I ended up finding some, and it was really good. And ever since I had gotten that that honey, I became a really big fan of putting honey in my tea. Yeah, I like honey in my tea too. Yeah, what kind of tea do you like to drink? Um, I don't really have like a, a favorite type of tea. I like green tea cold. Yeah. So I'll drink ice cream tea quite a bit. I like black tea, yeah. which is lemon. I don't yeah. like sweet tea. And really? I'm from the South. So that's like, a, you know, profanity to say that I don't like oh, sweet tea, yeah. but um, I like tea without sugar. Yeah. I don't, I don't know why. You know, for the but. longest time, I think um, I found my, the extent of my tea knowledge went as far as whatever Starbucks had. Mm-hmm. And I also liked green tea and stuff like that, but it wasn't until some of my friends, and this was years and years ago, took me to one of those those Asian-owned tea places. Oh, yeah. And they get down with their tea, let me they, tell you. Yeah, like Ding tea. What is it? Ding, ding tea? Yeah, like is that? U- oolong tea. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they, mm-hmm. they also have like, um, you know, boba tea. Oh, yeah. They have all I different- I like boba. Uh, well, some people do, some people don't, but the one thing that I like about those places is they have like really unique flavors that you would never get anywhere else. They have yeah. rose tea, mm-hmm. lavender tea. Yeah, lychee. Lychee, exactly. Mm-hmm. I and love I, lychee anything. It, really? It was the first mm-hmm. time in my life where I actually thought uh, a tea that I had consumed, which is the rose tea, was a beautiful, beautiful flavor. Really? It felt, it's just, it's just a beautiful tea. So now I call it beautiful tea. Beautiful tea. I like yeah. that. When I'm with, uh, who I'm with, I'm like, hey, do you want to go get some beautiful tea? Mm. Okay. And they're like, oh, you're such a romantic. You are. Uh, you're a softie. Yeah, that speaks to my my Libra side. Hey, Jen, by the way, we're on the big three zero, the I 30th know, episode. We are now a young adult. We are. And hopefully we're a little bit more emotionally aware, maybe like any other 30-year-old, but it's crazy. It's definitely a milestone that we're hitting. We've come a long way. Yeah, especially this is actually- From episode one to now. From episode one. Making a lot of strides. I mean, this is the last episode that we're going to make prior to the new year. They may actually come out after the new year, but the content is what matters. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And wanted to take this um, this episode to kind of just reflect on everything that we've gone through just between me and Jen, because this has been a really, really wild and interesting ride for both of us. Yeah, it sure has. And it was something that started uh, not even a year ago. And to put it in a perspective for you, you would think that, um, you know, if you've been on a, a listener of our show for quite some time. I go through this because it feels like we've been doing it for a long time, but we've only been doing it for less (laughs) than a year. Yeah. Less than a year, really like eight months. Yeah. Yeah. Eight months. And to think of, um, all of the, the life that we've had in the studio and just all of the life that we've breathed into ourselves when it came to just developing this as a practice, there's a lot to learn and a lot of mistakes that Jen and I have made (laughs) during this process. So many. You know what I mean? I mean, we guys, we've lost full episodes. That's true. <laughs> like lost full episodes of with guests on them. That's true. So yeah, yeah. And from this, recording mistakes. From recording mistakes, and I remember when me and Jen initially got together to to we had this this vision and this dream of being able to offer just the collective wisdom that her and I have, um, you know, just just gathered throughout our lives and throughout our years, but also at the same time being open to learning more from other people. And that was kind of the initial objective. And I think that's probably what we should be appropriate to talk about, which is 
Divine Nobody's podcast just in general. Yeah. Right. So oh my gosh, this, this whole year has been such a huge learning experience in so many different facets of my life, but this podcast specifically, I mean, all the spiritual based books that I've read and all the guests that we've had on, I mean, it's just been one learning after the other. Yeah. And, and, you know, initially just to give you guys some perspective, um, I was a sound healer prior to the podcast and I was primarily doing sound baths in LA prior to quarantine. And that was really my platform that I used in order to spread my teaching along with just sound healing in general. And then mm -hmm. as a result of, you know, quarantine, uh, a lot of those yoga studios shut down and a lot of my colleagues and people in the new age community had to find alternative ways in order to, you know, spread their meshes and do their light work. Mm -hmm. And um, for me, it just, it, it, it became as this sort of like intuitive impulse to um, try and um, move in a different direction. I started you know, um, recording a lot of the talks and messages that, um, I wanted to share with others, but Jen, Jen, Jen came synchronistically into the space. Um, once this narrative came into my field and me and Jen have known each other for a really long time, I think in, since 2014, 2015 or so. And we've been really close friends, um, during that time. And, um, and it was not even eight, nine months ago where, you know, we ended up hanging out and I was discussing this sort of, uh, this vision, um, that I had of creating a podcast and she helped sort of like roll it all together for me because she very well also is, is on her own spiritual path and she has her, you know, uh, her teaching and a lot of wisdom. She's a really, really intelligent woman. She's got a lot of insight, a lot of perspective and, I think what's really, really important to point out is that in 2014, 2015, when we met, we were on this accelerated path of spiritual growth. Oh, a hundred percent. You know, that was like my, my time to spirit quest. Yeah. Like that's when I really went full fledged into like, okay, I got to figure this out. Right. And I, it was very much the same for me. Mm -hmm. the, the energy was heightened for a lot of people, especially in my community and my circle of friends. There was something about 2015 that catapulted a lot of people just headfirst into spirituality mm -hmm. and into the new age community. And um, little did I know that we were, you know, had no idea that we were slowly conditioning each other to take on this task that, right. you know, five, six years into the future you would be undertaking, mm -hmm. which is a Divine Nobody's podcast. How about that? Yeah. And the initial goal that I think that me and Jen had um, kind of comes in with the name, you know, I am traditionally versed in Eastern spirituality, Advaita Vedanta, Hindu spirituality, which covers really the entire spectrum of Eastern and Western spirituality. It all, it all, it all connects. Mm -hmm. And the divine piece is, is obvious because we, the, the objective and the intention behind the show is that we want to uh, embody our light work and teach and also learn while also having people learn with us by listening. Mm -hmm. But the nobody's part is I think the most um, pronounced and the most meaningful part to me because the one thing that I noticed further along uh, my journey, especially into spirituality, is it isn't so much about becoming somebody else. Mm -hmm. It's not so much about taking one set of circumstances or levels of conditioning and creating an entirely different you in the way that you think. There is another you that comes as a result of your practice, but it isn't you know, a transfer of, you know, one, one set of you into another sort of characteristic. It, for me, it became a process of subtraction. Mm -hmm. A lot of my journey has been trying to peel through the layers of my own conditioning 
and yeah. peel through the layers of the things that I thought that I knew about life, about mm-hmm. spirit of God and subtracting those and getting mm-hmm. rid of those. And it makes me think, and I brought this up before about Buddha talked about, you know, somebody asked him what he gained from meditation. And he says, I didn't gain anything. I can tell you what I lost though. Lost all of my troubles, all of my anxieties. And that's mm-hmm. really for me what the spiritual journey entails, which is you are already whole. You are already in, in eternal spirit. You are already perfect. But we have all of these levels of conditioning and beliefs sort of eclipsing our understanding of that. Mm-hmm. And it's, it seems easier, it's definitely easier said than done to arrive at that place of just pure awareness, but it is a process and it's been a process for me. And I think it's been a process for both of us throughout the entirety of this podcast, which is just slowly peeling through those layers and invoking various levels of understanding. Yeah. And invoking various levels of patience too. I mean, this yeah. is a slow burn. Yeah. Yeah. So, so then the nobody's part is, I feel like the, the more we get into this, Jen, the more that we, you know, learn and discuss and have more guests on, the more I find myself becoming uh, more of a num- nobody than I was before. Nobody in the sense that if you're nobody, then you're essentially everything. If you're nothing, yeah. you're essentially everything. That's a Joe Dispenza teaching. Yeah. So he does a meditation where you um, just kind of like repeat to yourself that you're no one, you're nobody, you're no thing, you're no time, you're no nothing. So you can be everything. Exactly. Exactly. And it makes me think of, um, and I think we talked about this before about how me and you kind of grew up and we didn't feel this sense of belonging in, you know, very specific types of groups, although although groups, although we did have stereotypes, the one thing that I struggled with is I never felt like I belonged to any one specific group. Mm Mm-hmm. And I had a conversation with somebody a long time ago and I just felt, I just told him, I was like, Hey, I don't feel like I really belong anywhere. Mm-hmm. And they're like, it's because you belong everywhere. Yeah. You oh, know? that's a, who, who told you that? A it kid was, told you that? It was a friend from, that's from an enlightened shit from exactly, a right? high school kid. Yeah. It was like a Bodhisattva. I can't even remember wow. who he was, but he may have, you know, incarnated in that life just to tell me that one fucking thing. Seriously. Because that stuck with me. Yeah. Right. Which is, there was a reason why me and you had sort of just explore the different dynamics of people because I think that you and I are just naturally curious. Mm-hmm. And That's true. And we, we, we wanted more. We wanted to understand more. I think a lot of that came as a result of our upbringing. Right. You know, mm-hmm. but there's this natural curiosity because I think once you've touched the divine realm through meditation or plant medicine or whatever modality happens to be yours, you get this, uh, this undeniable sense that there's something more out there. And there's no turning back. I mean, no we've, we've said that so many times that once that door has been open, there's no shutting that door. You can't. I mean, you can try, but it, yeah. It's true. Adya Shanti has this quote that says, you know, it's not like enlightenment does anything to you. Mm-hmm. All it does is show you the truth about how reality works. And once you see the truth, you have no choice but to change. Right. So it doesn't impose. But once mm-hmm. you've opened that door and you see the truth, you can't unsee it. Because unseeing it or at least pretending to not see it is just you denying your divinity, yeah. you know? So I, I hope that the people that are listening, that you join in this kind of journey with us and slowly becoming nobodies. Yeah. But there's something really empowering about that because we're not getting lost in definitions. Mm-hmm. We're not saying that we're spiritual teachers because me and Jen are very much students. Amen. And we, we are 
approaching it or we try and approach um, every aspect of this show like children, mm-hmm. just curious and wanting to learn. Learn from other people. Yeah, from the spiritual perspective, yes. But also just to kind of touch on what Jim was saying, this, this whole podcast thing has been a new experience for both of us. Mm-hmm. And we've been in the spiritual community for quite some time, but we never thought of taking a task on like this before. Right. So in the very beginning, when we first started, I mean, we, we, the content was there. We had that drive. We had that inspiration. We definitely had something to say. And I think like we'll always have that. And me and Jen have a really unique and a really special synergy, which I appreciate because she represents, at least from my Libra perspective, <laughs> we like this scale, you know, where we have just the right amount of light and just the right amount of edginess and grit. And that to me is very unique and special because that's just fucking life. Yeah, it is. You know what I mean? So I I think it it adds a a really special, um, just unique element that I appreciate just in doing the podcast with Jen. But when we first started, gee, we made a lot of mistakes. Oh, yes. (laughs) Our very first episode um, was so good too um, that we had with Jameson. Do you remember that? My living room? I do. Yeah, and we we lost that whole episode. That's right. Yeah, and by the way, Jamison came from uh, Park City, Utah. Park City. <laughs> and and just you know, to give a perspective, he is a friend. He's a personal friend. He came down to visit, but it, the the one thing that was really uh, just hard to accept about that process was such a great interview. It was so good. You know, it was it was one of one of my favorites out of all the interviews that we've done. Yeah, because it was our very first one. Yeah. Um. So there was like a I don't know like a sentiment to it, like a sentimental attachment to it. And yeah. we don't even have it to listen yeah. to it. <laughs> and it had that natural sort of curiosity that, that, it did, that it was really good. That exactly. It, it, we were very, very young in our venturing into the podcast, but um, he talked about divine masculinity. There was an energy there that I really appreciated. And I honestly think of it as just a rite of passage. Yeah. You know, that was the universe that was like, look, you have to, if you really want this, yeah, then you're going to have to go through this accelerated process of, detachment in some ways. Right. Mm-hmm. And what that taught me from that experience is to, if, if we had gotten that experience or maybe that episode, it would have been great. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it was testing us right. at the very core of that, yep. which was how we would react, how resilient we are yeah. in reaction to that process. And it definitely hurt, especially <laughs> in the very beginning, because we were trying to, trying to move something forward, right. something that we want to believe in. Yeah. And just like anybody that's experienced adversity in the past, I mean, you know what it feels like to fail, mm-hmm. you know? And after that feeling, I, I felt that. I felt that like, oh. oh. yeah. And you know, Jameson was in a different place in his life too. He it's was true. single and he had a different perspective. You right. know, when we had Jameson on as a man in a relationship, mm-hmm. they, his, uh, his message was different, even yeah. though it was the same type of content. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. We're capturing moments in time. Yeah. And that's the wonderful thing about speaking to people is that they have their teaching, mm-hmm. but you know, no two people is the same depending on which time they actually come in. We've had guests come in more than once and you know, they're different people. And that's the beauty of mm-hmm. how life works is yeah. that you never get the same type of person because everybody's constantly learning. Everybody's constantly experiencing life. The recorded word, and I think about this with music too, is a form of time traveling because anytime yeah. you listen to it, you're time traveling to the point when that was recorded. Right. So. That's true. Yeah. So here we are time traveling. Yeah, we're time traveling. Hey-o. 
Exactly. It, 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 it's crazy. Yeah. We've made a lot of mistakes from, you know, uh, that happened during Mercury retrograde mm-hmm. too as well. Sure did. That was a gnarly one too. It was. Yeah. yeah. And that was at the very beginning. And, um, that's at know, the beginning we, of quarantine we, y'all. Yeah. Ooh. We, and we made mistakes as far as like, we've gone through episodes where the camera would shut off, mm-hmm. you know, and we, we lost footage, yep. you know, and uh, what other sort of mistakes that we have we made? Um, we lost a um, a whole. Well, we didn't lose the video, but we lost the audio oh, for yeah. yeah for oh, Heather that's McCall. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's right. And she was a home clearer. She was a psychic, and she she was gracious enough to spend time with us, and we lost that. Yeah, and you know, I really want to have her on because she does um, healing for animals too, which I thought was super cool. Oh, that is cool. Yeah. So, um, and it, it was funny because she did a home clearing for me, as you know, and um, the first first thing that she said when she called was, um, how many dogs do you have? <laughs> she was like, I'm seeing all of these animals. She and heard said, your dogs fighting in the background. Yeah. Well, so I, I was communicating with her via email. Yeah. So she hadn't even, we hadn't even talked yet. Mm. Um, so whenever she called, she was like, oh my gosh, I'm picking up on all these animals in your house. How many dogs do you have? And I said, yeah. I have three <laughs> yeah. and a cat. And she was like, oh, she was like, oh, the, there's a little black dog. And I was like, oh yeah. Oh, a little yeah. black dog. Little black dog. She talked, she called out DJ right away because he's, yeah. He's the, he's my little spirit dog. He's the, the one that sees spirits and is yeah. really, um, really in tune. Yeah. It's like my dog so, or my, my cat. Yeah. Like your cat, like Binksy. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we've had guests come on the show and the reason why we're saying this is because, you know, it takes a lot. There's a lot of, uh, intention placed into making this thing happen. Mm-hmm. And as much as, um, we love the content, we love the guests that come in. Um, it's been a really, really deep, really intense practice for me and Jen and discipline and overcoming adversity and just being patient, Yeah, you know, and mm. patience is so important. Oh my gosh. It's, you know, and as far as the learnings, so I wanted to ask you this since we're, we're on the topic of just kind of like overview of the podcast, but what are some of the major takeaways that you took away from your life since we started this podcast? From my life? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so my number one was patience, like a hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. I think patience is, is definitely key mm-hmm. uh, when it comes or pertains to podcasting. Yeah, for sure. Because the, the one thing, I mean, cause me and Jen, we listen to podcasts. I listen to podcasts and you know, the one thing that you, you see right away is the, the number of people that follow them, mm-hmm. the number of the, the audience that they have, the engagement that they have. Mm-hmm. And you know, you want to strive to get to that place. Right. Um, I, I would say that I'm a pretty patient person. And I think that the one thing that powered me through this process is that I just love to do it. and I'm passionate about it. Right. And I think we both share that. Yeah. And so for me, um, it was really organic and really fluid for me to just get behind the mic and talk to you every single time that we do just for the sheer love and passion for just talking about this subject, mm-hmm. just for talking about this work. Yeah. And that got me through, you know, really difficult times, um, or, or just some challenging moments that we've shared when, um, kind of navigating through all the challenges you go through in a podcast. But I think the and one thing the that challenges I, in life too, I yeah. mean, so many things have happened personally for both of us in the last eight, nine months that, That's true. you know, this podcast has really been like an outlet and kind of like a release to ground yourself Right. right. Yeah. It's been like our little, our own little church. Yeah. Our non-denominational church. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I, right. I exited out of a fairly toxic relationship at the start of this podcast. Yeah. And, you know, Jen was there with me during that time. I was 
a wreck, you know, and of course I've always embodied my, my spirituality, but I'm also human. And I also, you know, have my own karma and my own levels of conditioning that I go through. And Jen mm-hmm. saw me, I was just a big mess, Yeah, you know, and I think, um, starting the podcast, um, really helped, you know, uh, bridge a connection back to my heart mm-hmm. and gave me the ability to just fall in love with myself again yeah. and fall in love with, you know, source and just the, the practice of, you know, just rediscovering and, on, and, and, and consistently uncovering like those wonderful mysteries that life has you know, yeah. and in comparison to where we're at now and opposed to at the very beginning, I'm definitely a lot stronger now. Oh, for sure. And I learned a lot about myself Yeah. throughout this entire process, just by sitting in this chair and talking to you every single week. And then also having guests on and hearing like all the really phenomenal and amazing stories that they have to share. We have had some really, really good stories, you know, like yeah. the first, one of the, the major come up stories that I think about is Ryan Heapy. Oh yeah. When we had him on, he's, um, he was the the therapist. That's right. Yeah. He was a family therapist. Yeah. So he's, he's local here in Orange County. And, um, if anybody's interested or needs a a therapist, he specializes in men's work as well. But, um, Brian had some struggles of his own, suffered from depression and actually attempted suicide, but survived. Yeah. So, and that is what made, drove him to leaving his whole life behind to go to school to become a therapist to help other people. Yeah. So, I mean, when you hear stories like that, like it's so inspirational Mm -hmm. and I don't know, I I think about that. This is just one of our guests and every single one of our guests has a a similar type story, not with suicide, but a similar like overcoming major obstacles to be where they are today. I would say the baseline really and puts it in a perspective for me is that every single one of them have gone through various levels of trauma. Yeah, absolutely. Right? A lot of people that, um, you know, maybe come into spirituality at the very beginning, there's this sort of, um, this, this, this collective sort of belief that it's just all shiny and, and happy all the time. Yeah. No. And, you know, at least from my experience in the community, um, most everybody that I've met that are Reiki healers, that are sound healers, that do some sort of light work, go through that door um, from ex- having experienced various levels of really, really deep traumatic experiences. No, for sure. And that just puts it in a perspective that like anybody, you know, can find themselves and anybody can reach source uh, with any various levels of, of trauma. You know, the, you can go through, you know, you know, various forms of, you know, meditative samadhi and things like that, but the one thing that I think catapults most people to get into this type of work is being honest with the fact that they've had difficult lives. Mm-hmm. You know, Ryan Heapy, the one thing that I noticed from him that was just really powerful was, and I'm going to get really descriptive with this because Jen talked about suicide. He had a gun and he actually shot himself in the face mm-hmm. and survived. And survived, yeah. You know? And, and you think of how or where you must have been in your life to arrive to a low that deep mm-hmm. and to come out of that on the other end with a good message. Not only with a message, but also to face your family and face all the people that love you yeah. that are horrified and devastated that you would even consider consider that as an option. That's you know, true. Because what it does to people in your life 
it leaves them wondering, what did I do? What could I have done differently? And his mother, you know, think about how she, you know, how she felt. She brought him into this world. Absolutely. I mean, there's just so many, uh, there's a lot of courage to not only survive that, but come back and openly talk about it and then help other people that are suffering with the same, same kind of, same kind of disease. Yeah. And so. it's all interconnected. I mean, I don't know the extent of, of, of Ryan's family, but you know, there had to have been a reason why he got to that low. Yeah. And, you know, we can get into inter, you know, generational trauma and things like that, but everybody has it. Mm-hmm. Everybody has some baseline level of trauma that they've experienced as a family. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it takes experiences like that right. to wake up an entire generation of people um, to something, you know, like love. Yeah. And, 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 recon- and, he, and he did that. I feel like he, he reconnected, I imagine, with his entire family and created this you know, newfound sense of connectivity with them. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. He did that. And, you know, to take it a step further, went and got a, a fucking master's degree. Like yeah. that's no joke, yeah. you know, to go back and get a master's degree to, to actually have the credentials to help people in the same way that, that you needed that help. Right. And I just, I don't know. I think there's something really beautiful and amazing about that. Yeah, I just, absolutely. I love him. Yeah. It embodies the, you know, the Kali Yuga, it embodies the Maya of the dimension that we're living in, which is, you know, we learn the most through the most difficult and challenging situations. 100%. You know, so that was, that was episode, what was that? episode six? Six. Yeah. yeah. If you guys want to oh get in on that, we also had episode five, which was uh, Catherine Eipel. She was a fun, she was a fun episode. She was fun. Yeah. She talked about relationships and she talked about um, erotic blueprints Yeah. and just the balance between divine masculine, divine feminine energy, which I'm all about. Yeah. It's just a subject that's really fascinating to me, which is, you know, how do, as a man and as a woman, just in, embody a, com- a, a, a balanced male and female yin and yang energy Mm -hmm. and the dynamics of kind of what that looks like uh, with a partner. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. and those are kind of, those are the episodes that I really enjoy because I'm a Libra (laughs) and my planet's (laughs) Venus and you know, we, such a little lover. Yeah. I I I appreciated that episode because um, it was very current and it was, it had sort of a modern approach because we talked about, you know, online dating and, um, you know, just, she gave really good advice of how to navigate through just the really, really, you know, complex and, and complicated world of online dating. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. We've all gone through that before. Oh God. You know what I'm, I mean? I'm happy, happily married now. Thank <laughs> God. I don't have to deal with that shit anymore. Hey, you know what? There's, there's replica now. You can have just an artificially intelligent um, companion. Don't even get me started on that. <laughs> don't even get me started. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, I tried it out and it's definitely not for me, but we've all tried online dating it's before. Insane. It, yeah. That's a whole nother podcast, that it's replica. A whole, a whole other podcast. I mean, there's so many episodes that we can go through, Jen. Um, we had episodes on the dark night of the soul and that would happen around the time quarantine happened. Yeah. And I, and I, that was a, that was a very real topic for a lot of people because yeah. so many people were experiencing that dark night of the soul right around that time. That's true. So I, I feel like we got a fair fair amount of engagement off of that episode of yeah. people like saying, Hey, you know, I'm kind of going through this right now. Yeah. And that's another thing too, is that, you know, when, when quarantine happened pretty much at the start of this podcast, um, a lot of people were 
confined to their homes through quarantine, mm-hmm. or at least people that were following that sort of protocol, me, myself included. And I think, you know, you and you and uh, Jeremy, we all sort of like hung out in our homes for a while. Yeah, and we were we were pretty serious about it because in the beginning we didn't really know. I mean, there yeah. was so much unknown and the shit that was on the news was like, oh, you know, by the end of the year, half of California is going to have this, you know. Yeah. And I mean, that didn't happen, but yeah. you know, in the beginning it was, it was pretty terrifying. We didn't know what was going to happen. No, we there didn't were, know it was the whole, unknown. It was like, oh, uh, we don't know how this whole thing was going to pan out. And the reason why I, I mentioned is because this podcast has been, you know, my therapy as well. Yeah. You know, you 100%. are one of the, you know, the, the, the only people during that time that I really conversed with to the extent that I did yeah. during that time, you know, and to have quarantine and, you know, the, the, the pandemic as sort of a backdrop in this, um, you know, it, it added a very interesting type of energy. Oh, for sure. <laughs> that's know. funny that you described it as the pandemic as a backdrop because that's exactly, that gave me a nice visual. Yeah. Uh, 2020 backdrop pandemic. Yeah, think of like this post-apocalyptic <laughs> world around totally. us and like the, the buildings are crumbling around this yeah. specific room. And somehow we, we, we can still sit here and talk about and wax poetic about how beautiful life really is. Amen. You know what I mean? You know, I, I really liked episode eight. This was one of my, um, one of my favorite episodes, the cacao ceremony and astral projection. Oh yeah. And, uh, the 18 mistakes people make in, uh, early in relationships. Why is that? Um, I don't know. I just have a fond memory of this episode and I can't really even recall a lot of details from it, Uh um, which doesn't make sense that that would be my favorite one. And I can't, you know, really think about it. It was was just a vibe. It was a vibe. That one had a vibe. Yeah. I I really liked that one. Yeah. I liked that one too. Cause I remember that, uh, cacao ceremonies. That's when I, I'd gone to a cacao ceremony and astral projection, 18, 18 mistakes people make in early relationships. I think that's what you're talking about. Yeah. Cause we got a lot of fun with that. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. I think that was the first time we did, um, a list. Yeah. And that was a fun list. Yeah. And those are always fun, especially the relationship ones. Yeah. 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 So I agree with you. That was a really um, a really cool energy. And if anybody's actually watching on video and you've followed us since the very beginning, our studio looked very different during it that totally time. Totally different. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's something that I, I think has also evolved with us because there were a lot of like ergonomically incorrect things about the <laughs> studio totally. that we used to we have. We didn't know. Yeah. We didn't know what we were doing. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we, like Jen, we had like a table made and it, you know, it looked really cool. Yeah, it was a, it was an amazing table. Yeah, like the really table itself table. was awesome, but it was just totally not functional for what we needed. What'd you do with it? But we didn't know. By the way. Um, I gave it away. You did? I did. Was yeah. it to another up and coming podcaster? Uh, I hope so. Oh, I hope so. I didn't nice ask. Table, though. I didn't ask any questions. I know it was a really nice table. It was, it was made with love from one of my best friends, Eddie. So he, yeah. he made that for hey, us. Well, you know, we put some really good miles on it and we it got did? us to where we are today because we had guests come in and we, and that table has got good vibes, got good energy, you know? And we, and just, you know, like we were talking about before, we did make a lot of mistakes, but we gotten those hard dialed in. Yeah. We have our process. Yeah. And, um, we're just, you know, pushing through and still obviously still learning along the way. But if you've been with us since the beginning, you've obviously, you know, caught up and yeah, got to notice a lot of those changes and developments that we've made. And sure. happy with the progress that we've had so far. Me too. 
You know, another episode I really liked was the um, Mount Shasta Lemuria episode. I was just looking at that one. Were you? Yeah. You know, I. You know why I liked that episode because I had to read a book about Lemurians because I didn't really know much about them. <laughs> like I knew a little bit, um, but not enough to talk for an hour about that shit on a yeah. podcast. Yeah. So <laughs> that week I was, I read this book um, about Lemurians so I could have uh, more information to share on the podcast because yeah. I knew we were going to be talking about Mount, Mount Shasta, which I incidentally haven't been to yet, but it's on my list. Yeah. That, that was a nice episode because that was a nice memory for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like going down there and and trying to find the telos and, and learning, connecting with an alien, connecting with an alien, having that that weird sort of supernatural experience and the Airbnb so cool. that I was staying in, where like yeah. stuff was moving around, hundred percent, you know, the and scarf hanging on the wall, scarf hanging on the wall, and then having that sort of like you know that that vision in on the inside of my eye, yeah, you know, like dancing along my vitreous humor <laughs> in my eye. Yeah. Yeah. That was a great experience. And, you know, if anybody's listening and you, um, you know, you're really sensitive to energy and you want to learn a little bit more about just mystery schools and just esoteric teachings, just go down to Mount Shasta, Mount Shasta, Sedona. You've been to yeah. Sedona. I've been to Mount Shasta. Oh yeah. Very, very similar, um, stories and ley lines. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah, so cool. That was a that was a great episode, and I really the one after that, um, or no, it was the one before with Yvette Thomas. Oh yeah, the evolutionary astrology. I'd never even heard of evolutionary astrology before she came on. Yeah, it was a different take. Yeah, she totally went into detail about uh, a little bit more about that. And um, had you heard of evolutionary? I can't talk tonight. Evolutionary Evolutionary astrology. Um, Try saying it in an English accent. Evolutionary astrology. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> you need to have a corgi in your lap and a spot of tea. <laughs> oh, I know, right? A spot of tea. Um, yeah, I had never heard of that before. So I, I thought that what she had to say was really interesting, especially surrounding like um, soulmates and twin flames and how she <laughs> called soulmates soul grinds. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I thought that was really, really interesting. Yeah, she knows the truth. You know, those aren't easy relationships. No, they're not. I, I really like um, Yvette's Instagram. Yeah. That's the one thing that she's pretty well known as far as on social media for is that she creates these really awesome informative memes where she takes like, you know, one Zodiac sign, say like a, a Libra and then pairs it with like a Gemini and it tells you all the pros and cons of what you may experience um, if you embark on that journey. So, yeah. you know, you happen to meet somebody, just hop on her. What is it? I chat astrology. I chat astrology. Yeah. I, yeah. I chat astrology. You really, you, I can't talk. <laughs> I chat astrology. <laughs> I chat astrology on, on Instagram. Yeah. And you can find uh, whoever it is that you're matched with and learn a little bit more. I actually learned a lot from her memes because she talks not even just about how you're compatible, but like struggles that, you know, those two signs put together. Go yeah. Could potentially have. And um, even whenever you uh, started dating uh, a new Aquarius and uh, you're like, hey, uh, tell me some things about Aquarius. And I just started screenshotting her memes and I was like, these are all spot on. This is exactly what an Aquarius woman is like, Um, which is so true because they're, I mean, she's just so spot on with um, the characteristics. and. Oh, it really is. And that's one thing that I also learned um, a lot just in the last year or so is just like how, how really true at least it is for me like people embody their astrological signs oh yeah 
Yeah. You know, I mean, once I find out about what they're rising in their moon signs, you know, it's like, over. I, I, you got, you got their ass figured out. It, in, in, <laughs> you know, I'm like a pretty skeptical person, but I know you, you're an Aquarius. Mm -hmm. You embody a certain type of energy. Your moon is also in Gemini. Mm -hmm. So we both have the, you know, we can communicate well. Right. Right. But once I got to know you at that time, you were the only Aquarius that I've ever known pretty much in my entire life. So meeting other Aquariuses and paying attention to how they communicate, you know, they're humanitarians, mm -hmm. like they're very caring, they're very nurturing, but they're very honest and direct. Yeah. There's a certain energy that they embody. And then, you know, spending time with my family and learning a lot more about Tauruses because everybody in my family are Tauruses. That's crazy. My sister, my, uh, her partner is a Taurus. They're like two Tauruses. Wow. Right? And they're like best friends. Whoa. Yeah. And my mom's a Taurus, you know, and, um, Tauruses, they're just about like, you know, like the, the, uh, their earth energy, yeah. right? So they're not definite, they're, they're definitely not materialistic, although they can be, but mm -hmm. they just like simple, practical things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they, they like to have a comfortable home. They are comfortable with just hanging out and cooking a nice meal. They're yeah. not too extravagant, like a Leo. Yeah. You know, Leos are more outspoken. They're more extroverted. They're more extreme. Right. And they're the line and they just, that's just what they do. Yeah. And, um, I feel like, you know what I feel like? I feel like Bruce Lee in that movie, uh, I think it's called enter the dragon where he's going through all these different levels. Yes. Of oh, like, that was a great movie. And I think Kill bill with Uma Thurman, the same mm -hmm. thing where it's like, you're, you're meeting the, that level boss. And then once you go through that, you ascend mm -hmm. to the, the higher level boss. Yeah. This year has been about learning different Zodiac signs. Yeah. And the pros and the cons and the light as well as the dark in those. Right. And not even just in other people, but for myself as well, because I learned about Gemini. The only signs that I don't really, aren't too familiar with are um, Sagittarius mm -hmm. and Virgo. Oh, yeah. I, I had a very close friend that was a Virgo, so a female Virgo and male Virgos are totally different. But yeah. um, so I feel like I, I have a pretty good grasp on that. But what's really interesting is Jeremy is a cancer and we are very, very different and typically not a good match. Yeah. You remember you um, telling Yvette that. Yeah. And, um, and Yvette was like, yeah, well, there's other things in your chart that, you know, could make you guys a good match and obviously did. But, um, but that was a cool episode to talk to, um, uh, Sophia. Yeah. The Akashic record reader on right. episode 23 right. when um, she gave me a little little bit of insight and said that I was married to Jeremy in a past life, which is why I yeah. had this affinity toward him in this life. That's true. Which is pretty cool. I liked her episode because she offline, and I don't know if we mentioned this before in the podcast, but offline she gave Jen like a really comprehensive Akashic Records reading. I mean, amazing. Yeah. And, Legit. And, and Jen was kind enough to allow me to stay and kind of uh, bear witness to that and hold space for that. And um, the podcast came up on your reading. Yeah. Sure right. did. Yeah. It, that was actually the first thing that came up. So yeah. she, um, she said, okay, I'm getting into, um, into a spaceship. <laughs> with uh, psychedelic Jesus. Yeah. With psychedelic Jesus. Jesus yeah. is here and he's wearing a psychedelic robe and he, she was like, I think he's high. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, he's like stoned, like stone psychedelic Jesus. <laughs> and, uh, which is totally how, you know, I would want my Jesus to appear. Right. So, uh, she gets in the spaceship and, um, 
asked us if we wanted to, if I wanted to hear about a past life. And I was like, yeah, of course, bring it on. I love past life stuff. And she was like, oh, you guys are, um, she was like, oh, the podcast, like you two are brother and sister and you, you know, left your family and came to earth to do the earth experience together. Mm. And she was like, you're just like in the spaceship bickering. And I was like, oh, that's, we don't really bicker, but you know, I could totally see that. Yeah. And the way that she described this spaceship was, it wasn't really too detailed. It was like this big ball in the sky mm-hmm. and me and Jen were just floating in this sphere mm-hmm. and just in a very synchronistic kind of turn of events. I happened to be online and I don't know if everybody, anybody that's listening listens to Jai Wolf, but he has oh, this that, album cover Yeah, that depicts basically everything that she was saying. Yeah. Where it's like just me and Jen floating in the sky in this magical ball. Mm-hmm. And that happened literally right after we had that reading. So it was really synchronistic. I mean, yeah, that she, was cool. she gave a lot of information about Jen and her personal life. But, you know, the, the one validating thing about what she was saying is that we had a lot of support behind us in the unseen sort of astral realms when it came to deciding to do the show. Right. Yeah. You know, and yeah. that's, that's a really, really nice thing to hear, um, having that support. Cause I definitely feel that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, of course. I mean, this was, this was definitely, um, created by source, like less yeah. by us. It, it was so easy. And, you know, I, I just finished that book shine on where, um, hopefully we'll have him on as a guest. Oh, um, we're going to. Yeah. David Ditchfield, yeah. um, wrote a book about a near death experience that he had. And, um, I don't want to give too much away before we have him on, but <clears throat> basically he, uh, he talks about how source acted in his life and taught him how to do things that he had no prior knowledge of. Mm-hmm. And, um, I forget that, you know, and that's one of the learnings from this show and something that I'm really working on kind of like letting go is trusting source and trusting that I don't need to have all the answers that the answers will come whenever, whenever yeah. it's divine timing. Yeah. So it's almost like the, the sense of worry almost implies that you don't trust in the process. Right. Exactly. You yeah. know, and we'll do any level of things when we don't trust in the process, which is get in the way of that progress. Yeah. You know, and that's one thing, of course, that um, I think most people embody just in varying degrees, but same thing for me, you know, it's, it, it's hard sometimes to trust in um, a process because, you know, as long as you exist here on this planet, you're having to also move through all of the different challenges that come along with that. Right. And, you know, we've experienced being discouraged before we've experienced just heightened levels of just unbelievable bliss from, you know, um, how amazing and great an episode was and learning from the people that come across. So we've experienced so many different types of emotions. Well, doing this show. Oh, so true. So true. And just made new friends and, yeah. you know, been so connected to some of our guests. Like one of my, uh, one of my favorite guys, and I don't have a favorite, I guess, cause I love every guest that we've had, but, um, Tyler Victoria. Oh yeah. I really, really enjoyed her, um, her energy. And she's just like this beautiful little sex kitten that just came in <laughs> with her. Kitten. Yeah. She's That's so sexy and like, yeah. kind of like in this really elegant, elegant, gothic kind of mysterious yeah. witchy way. I she don't know. She's just, energy. yeah, she's just really beautiful yeah. and, uh, did a, uh, readings for us offline too. She did, yeah. um, one for Jeremy, one for me and one for, one for you. And we had uh, actually recorded it. And she's the the very first tarot card reader slash psychic that told me that I was supposed to be a medium. And I was like, 
Well, hot damn. Mm -hmm. I've only had like a million psychic readings and you're the very first person to tell me this. This is crazy. Yeah. But um, yeah, she was really cool. I really enjoyed her. You know, maybe during that time you weren't ready to hear it yet. Yeah, maybe that's true. Like we naturally evolve over time. And uh, I think it was just the right time. I think um, uh, Sophia said the same thing to you. Yeah. You know, and it makes sense because around that time, um, that's when a lot of the spiritual activity as far as like the spirits and the entities in your home started amplifying. Yeah. And we started diving really deep into that. Yeah, we did. We talked a lot about it. And the one thing that I really, um, I noticed about during that time when when Jen, if you guys have been listening to the previous episode, she, she had a lot of, there was a a certain period of time where she had a lot of uh, spiritual activity in the home. But the one thing that I noticed is that it seemed like you had gone through this process of overcoming the fear you had of it. Yes. You know, there was this one time I was on the phone with you and you had some spiritual stuff going on in the home and you've went outside and went into your car and locked the door. Yeah, and sat in the car. (laughs) I sat in the car car for hours. Yeah, I was like, what are you doing? And she's like, oh, I don't want to go inside the house. Just crazy shit going on inside of the house. (laughs) Yeah, it was crazy. It was too much, you know? Um, And I just wasn't ready for it. And there was uh, a certain level of fear I had because I didn't quite understand, you know? So uh, I watched, and this was just total divine timing, but... um, Tyler was talking about in her reading, she she said, oh, well, you need to get a mediumship mentor. Um, you're not going to go anywhere without a mentor. And she kept referring to him as he. And then she talked about this this um, this guy that she took a transmedium class with, you know, just kind of like in passing before she even did my reading. Yeah. And, um, and I ended up looking him up on YouTube and found him. And it was crazy. Like, I was called to that video. I watched this video of him where he's talking about spirits in, in your home and, you Michael know, Mayo. yeah, Michael Mayo yeah. and negative entities and how he doesn't ascribe to the idea that spirits are negative, right. you know, that they are, they're kind and loving beings. And, you know, just because they're in your house and knocking stuff over, it's because they're trying to communicate with you, not because they're trying to hurt you right? and that they can't hurt you, that you are more powerful than they are, right. that they're, you know, their energy is much lower than yours. That's so true. after that, I don't know, it was kind of like a wake up call. And I was like, oh shit, you're right. They can't hurt me. Why am I scared of this? This is stupid. Yeah. And I think so. that was probably one of the most powerful practices that I imagine that you had gone through because once you have that understanding, which to me is equivalent to me overcoming my fear of death. Right. Right. It's like you're that truth, that gift that the universe gives you. Um, once you really touch on source and awareness is that, you know, you understand that the universe is loving. Mm-hmm. It's inherently good. Right. And yes, fear does exist, but it's fear that you create. Right. Yourself. <laughs> exactly. Right. A lot of people don't even realize that they have the power to feel whatever it is that they feel. Mm-hmm. You know, like Deepak Chopra had this quote and I'm um, kind of abbreviating it, but he says that, you know, like, how can you let anybody hurt your feelings when your feelings belong to you? That's a good one. You know what I'm saying? I love him. And yeah. it's just a, a different perspective to have. And that's really all enlightenment is. It's just a shift in perspective. And mm-hmm. I think I mentioned this before where Alan Watts says, all enlightenment is, is the reevaluation of common sense. Mm-hmm. Common sense being most people aren't thinking correctly. Mm-hmm. And it's not that they need to go through some really extravagant level of um, practices and curriculum in order to wake up. It's just they have to sh- just in a, almost in a subtle way, just like the practice in Zen, it's just a shift in your perception. Yeah. You know, it is realizing that everything that you've believed is just a thought that you've believed in and that you've invested in. 
right. so much of yourself. And because we invest so much in these thoughts, we think that there's, there's an, an that we, we feel like we're going, we're losing something by giving it up. Right. You know, and at least for me, the, that whole process of awakening is made me understand that, like, even though those beliefs exist, it's not intrinsically who I am and getting rid of those beliefs is so freeing and it's so empowering. Mm-hmm. You know yeah, what I mean? It really is. Cause you make more space just like we talk a lot about, you know, clearing your home and making space for new things. Oh my gosh. That, that helps so much. I mean, we recently cleaned our garage out and it was just so wonderful to be able to walk through the garage and not have just all this shit everywhere and just yeah. donated a bunch of furniture and things that we moved from our old house. And you know, every object holds energy and all of that extra energy that was just clouding our space for no reason. And I need to do that again. I need to go back through and purge one more time and get rid of, you know, the second wave of stuff. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, that's on my, on my to-do list. Yeah, everything has for like 2021. A, a spiritual correspondence to it. That is almost the same as you symbolically, just the same as like somebody burning sage and clearing the house with sage. There's an intention behind that act mm-hmm. other than just the fragrance of that just beautiful smell going through your home. You're clearing space in your mind too. Yeah. You know, you're yeah. the clearing space in your emotional sort of subtle and causal bodies. Yeah, absolutely. You know? So yeah, I mean, that that's one thing that we also learned from um, Sophia because she's a, uh, a spiritual interior designer, which is really cool. But a one one thing oh, I, I wanted to- I forgot about that, that she's a spiritual interior designer. Yeah, oh, yeah she got that down was with, super cool. She, yeah, she put a really amazing spin on, um, you know, doing Akashic Records for people that need to clean their shit up in their homes. Yeah. And um, I'm surprised that, that that sort of thing, at least from my understanding, isn't as big as it should be. Oh my God. I feel like that- your every realtor should have an Akashic record reader to come like help you out. <laughs> yeah, right. To come you with know? the appraisal. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. That's, that's funny. You remember that episode that you did with, uh, these, the journeys in mediumship, with Jen's UFO experience. Oh yeah. That was cool. That one, that one was really cool because you just happened to get actual video footage of a UFO. The, and you know, that's the first time that I've ever gotten a video of a UFO. Like yeah. I've seen them before. This is, my third UFO encounter. Mm -hmm. Um, but this is the first time that it was number one, that close. Cause it was pretty fucking close to us. And number two, let us video it for so long. I mean, it was just chilling. It's like it knew. Yeah. It's like it knew that you were looking at it. Yeah. It was like posing. Yeah. And it it seemed like it seemed intentional. Um, because you know, the great conjunction was just around the corner. Mm -hmm. This whole thing with, uh, disclosure of aliens, and um, that came up recently. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. I feel like we're at least within the next five or 10 years, I think Elon Musk and a, a handful of other people are saying that we're going to establish contact with them at some point. Oh, 100. Yeah, I, we have to. And I have to tell you about this, which by the way, we can probably have another episode about this. I've been having really vivid dreams. Uh-huh. And I don't know if it's because of the great conjunction, but the other day, and I had an outer body experience where. It, long story short, I was in this sort of like uh, this, this sort of, it was almost like a big building. Mm-hmm. And I went into the back of this building and there was a construction site. Okay. Right. And in the construction site, they were digging holes in the ground. There were like these massive holes in the ground that they okay. were building. And I'm not entirely sure what it is that they were building, just that there were holes there and there was construction. Mm-hmm. I walked down a little bit and I see these huge holes in the ground that you could actually look into. And I looked into 
one of the holes and I saw an alien spacecraft oh. and I had this feeling in my dream that I wasn't supposed to see it. Like, like oh. whoever it is that was around in that area, I, it was like classified information yeah. and it was something that I wasn't supposed to see. And there was this energy uh, that came over me that was just like, oh, it knew that I was looking at it. Ooh, that gave me chills. Right? It, yeah. There was an energy there that like, that, that knew that I was there looking at this. And I got this feeling in this dream that I wasn't supposed to see it. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, before I went to bed, I was watching um, with a, a friend, uh, a few different um, Gaia TV and also I love um, ancient alien <laughs> I love episodes. Yes, of, the like, history reptilians. channel. Uh-huh. We, we watched an episode about reptilians, about um, that, uh, what was that blood type? Uh, o negative. Oh, oh, there's another name for it though. Rh negative. Rh negative. Rh negative blood yeah. types, right? Um, which Jen is Rh negative blood type. I am. Yeah, mm-hmm. Jen's an alien. Yes. Yeah. I I was waiting for a starseed person to come on so um, she could look at our charts. Yeah. Because I saved our charts so she could look to see like uh, in the what mark. our what our starseed archetype is. Yeah. Yeah, we have a, a guest coming in in the weeks ahead, probably within the next week or so. She deals in um, starseed archetypes Mm -hmm. and I'm really interested in that, but we'll have to show her that when she comes on. Yeah. But the read, what I took away from this, this reading, this uh, dream though, Jen, is that I woke up with this feeling that the aliens are on their way and they're going to come from underground. They're going to come from the ocean. How about, well, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, fucking octopus or aliens. Come on y'all. Yeah. Like, it's very obvious, right? <laughs> very obvious. Exactly. So, I mean, I, you know, I, I've had, you know, various psychic type of impulses over the past, but just with more practical things, like mm-hmm. I'll think of somebody and that person will call me. Yeah. You've had synchronistic oh, experiences yeah. like that, All right? The time. Mm-hmm. So, um, it just seemed very fitting for me to have that dream Yeah. around this time. That makes sense. And I've always thought that too, because there's depths of the ocean that we haven't explored and, you know, that we can't even get to. Mm-hmm. So, and there's life forms that exist in deep ocean that we have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> that deep we don't know anything ocean. about, you yeah. know. Yeah, Joe, Joe Rogan actually talked about it on one of his podcasts and he kind of put it into perspective for me where he talked about like, when you are, when you walk up to the shore and you're just overlooking the ocean, it is such a humbling experience because mm-hmm. you are, literally face to face with an entire ecosystem and an entire world that we think we know, but we don't. We don't, we don't know shit you about know? the ocean. And we just, we <laughs> barely crazy. scratch the surface of yeah. what's going on in there. Mm-hmm. And we're finding new shit all the time. And we haven't even been able to get to the very, very core, the deepest aspects of these oceans. We get, right. we get pretty deep, but there's a, an issue with pressure, right? Yeah. It's only so far we can go, but a lot of what I've read, especially recently, talked a lot about, you know, why is it that we think that aliens are going to come from the sky? I mean, they very well could. Yeah. But why wouldn't we think that they wouldn't come from the ground? Yeah. Like from underground. Makes sense. You know what I'm saying? I mean, the Teelists live underneath the ground. Yeah. I'm on board. You know? And they're part of the Galactic Federation. And hearing a lot of Galactic Federation talk recently. Oh, a lot. You know? A lot. Yeah. got to have... Uh, somebody that channels the Galactic Federation of Light on the didn't show. We, didn't we talk to someone? Yeah. We, that we're gonna does have or her, can? Yeah, yeah. We're going to have her come on pretty soon. But there's also another woman that I want to get in contact with. This, and her name is April Elizabeth. 
Oh, April Elizabeth, and if you're listening, we want to get in contact with yes, you. Yes, she's a direct channel of the Galactic Federation. Well, of fucking a, let's do it. Yeah, Magenta Pixie, that woman, that woman in the UK that I follow, she's a channeler too. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna have a lot of now that we're talking about it. We're probably gonna wrap this up pretty soon, but we're gonna have a really amazing 2021. Yeah, we've got a lot of really awesome guests coming on. I'm pumped. Yeah. So I'm looking at our website and I see his face here, so I have to talk about it. But Luke's episode of oh, yeah of, uh, with the, about his mother and writing right. the book and her art. Yeah. Um, I thought that was such a great episode. I mean, I, and I love Luke. He's a personal friend. And I think that Luke is one of the most interesting, intelligent and eccentric people I've ever met. Yeah. Do you want to just uh, do a quick snapshot of the story behind Luke? Yeah. Yeah. So his mother, um, had, uh, lupus and died whenever he was, um, a young adult what in his first year of college, I think. Yeah. Yeah. First year of college. And, um, she was an artist and she was kind of like a free spirit type. So, uh, he didn't really know his mom that well because he was really self-centered and into sports. And just like most kids, you know, you start to detach from your parents right around like 13 years old and trying to find your own identity, you know? So, um, she, subsequently ended up dying and he didn't really get to know her in the way that, uh, that a child should know their parents. So he went on this, this, uh, quest to find all of her art pieces and, um, to gather them to make this book. And, um, each person that had one of her pieces of art, she never sold them. She just gave them away. Um, one of, uh, he had a story from every person and their, kind of like their story about their relationship with her and um, and who she was as a person. So it's very interesting. There was a book that I read, um, actually uh, Nikki Six's book from Motley Crue. Yeah. So, uh, and he wrote his book in this way where it had perspectives from other people. So he would explain a story or a memory from his memory and how he recalled it. And then everyone that was in the story kind of like shared their experience and it's really interesting how different their experiences are of the same of the same situation of the same story so uh his book is a lot like that you know you get a he already knew some information but whenever he was speaking to these people like they just had a very different recollection of you know whatever experience that he knew about yeah so i thought that was pretty cool but he yeah. wrote a, a very beautiful book and it has some really amazing art. And yeah. so Luke Allett, he, that was episode 20. Yeah. So. And he embodies just the ultimate like hero's journey. And it's almost like, like source put him on this accelerated course and, and had gone through all those different challenges for a very specific reason. Yeah. You know, like he, that whole process like awakened his spirit to, you know, a so much vaster space that, you know, he wasn't aware of before. Yeah. You know, and his mom could have possibly been a, you know, what they consider in Buddhism, a bodhisattva, Mm -hmm. somebody that had lived several lifetimes and she just decided to make the decision to come to this planet just to assist him in his evolution. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I think she did that. I mean, and he's, he's evolved into an amazing person and I think that book really helped him kind of develop socially. Yeah into the person that he is today. So yeah, he's a great guy. Yeah. And then, you know, uh, and then there's the episode with Sequoia, 
um, episode 26 about the chakra system in the penis. Oh yeah. I've yeah, been that paying, was a good, yeah. that was a good one. That yeah. Good. Like that, that was, I didn't realize that the, the penis had seven chakras. Yeah. The same way that we have, uh, the chakra system on our bodies. You know, what's funny is every person that I've talked to of my friends that have listened, that's the thing that they bring up. <laughs> that's like, the takeaway <laughs> from that episode. Everyone's like, oh yeah. And then the circumcision and how, oh, yeah. you know, your heart chakra is connected, you know, at the, at the top of the penis. And whenever they circumcise, it disconnects right. that, um, disconnects from the heart, yeah. which I thought was really interesting. It was really like, powerful. Mm-hmm. It makes you wonder how many people are out there just moving about the planet, all disconnected from their hearts because they're circumcised. Yep. <laughs> but you know, I don't think it's, it, it's, there are other, like she said, you just have to maintain a, a like a, a, a deeper practice with them. Right. It's just yeah. another level of learning. Yeah. You can um, always rebuild the heart chakra at the tip of your penis. <laughs> For sure. You know? For sure. And then, you know, one of our more recent ones um, was Sarah Rose. And uh, she talked a lot about, um, um, it was like business and spirituality and being a life coach and that kind of thing. And uh, I really liked her talking about her soulmate client. Yeah. And how um, she finds clients that really see her value. Right. And um, I thought that that was really cool because I think that that's something that we all forget, right? Yeah. Is that we're so focused on like, who's not going to see our value and what we need to do to combat that. And and she just focuses on only people that see her value. Right. The one thing that I like about the, the, the energy behind somebody like, like Sarah or Sequoia or um, Sophia is that they really embody the age that we're coming into. Oh, for sure. Right. Yeah. Like Sophia being a, you know, an Akashic records reader, spiritual interior designer, you know, then Mm -hmm. you have Sarah, like there's an underpinning of some level of spirituality in their professional business. Yeah. And I think that embodies, you know, what the great conjunction really represents is now we're going into this age of Aquarius, which is of age of innovation. It's an of age of, 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 uh, you know, exploring a much vaster space, mm-hmm. uh, about being more open. Just like you said, it's a humanitarian. There's, there's a, a, a di- different level of compassion and love. And I feel like just the energy, um, is going to change in this new sort of age that we're in. And I feel like people like them embody that. Yeah. Because you're putting together what, you know, has been for a long time, a really confusing conversation, which is money and spirituality. Right. You yeah. Know? And I, I, I had, I'd been reluctant to, to bring that up on the podcast, but just even in my practice in general as a sound healer for a long time. Right. And the fact that you have these light workers, these people that are thriving in their businesses, not, not just for the money, but they found a way to integrate those two. Right. And that's an inspiring thing to do because they're, we're doing the same thing. Yeah. You know, I think in the years ahead and the era ahead, um, you'd be surprised. I feel like, uh, this, this whole, what we would consider new age stuff is going to become a little bit more accepted. Yeah. Widespread. I think it's starting to come a little bit more mainstream too. People are starting to kind of awaken to it. Right. Like, um, and one guest we didn't talk about was Sadef. Oh yeah. Sadef. She was a powerful woman. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. She had this presence to her that was just undeniable when she came in. Mm -hmm. You know, she was somebody that came in and had something to say. Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure. You know, she is of Armenian descent. 
Mm-hmm. And it was during that time where, I mean, they, Ar- Armenia is still going through really difficult challenges with the wars that are going on over there. But just her as a female, having mm-hmm. experienced various levels of oppression just as a female. Yeah. And coming out of that with a teaching, her episode was about shadow work. Yeah. And she definitely embodied that. Yeah, she did. And she does coaching for people who have experienced um, uh, a lot of the, uh, a lot of those gender type um injustices so uh, i thought she was really she was really great and we didn't i don't know why we didn't talk about her she was awesome oh yeah we were talking about her but you know the one thing because she talked about joe dispenza too yeah a lot of our guests have talked about joe dispenza yeah i love joe yeah i love him yeah yeah and she talked about her morning practice and um i after her episode i was like you know i need to be better about that and have a morning practice yeah yeah so the first 15 minutes of your day dictate how your entire day will be yeah that's what they say you know, I love that, that feeling that you get in the, in the morning when you wake up and this is how forgiving and how compassionate the universe is, is that when you go to sleep at night with whatever story, whatever narrative that you have in your mind of all the things that you have to go through, it could mm-hmm. be financial troubles. It could be relationship troubles. You swear at nine o'clock PM that they're real yeah, and that they're always going to be in your field and you're mm-hmm. trying to develop some sort of way of combating them or getting over them. And then when you go to bed and close your eyes and sleep for five, eight hours a day and you wake up in the morning, you get that period of time within the first five or 10 minutes where you don't fucking remember any of that. Yeah, that's amazing. Right? You wake up and the only thing that you're, you're really embodying is presence and mm-hmm. your awareness. Yeah. And that walk from your bed to the restroom and at least from my experience, there have been some of the most blissful times because you're not thinking about the fact that you are who you are. Yeah. That thought doesn't even come across your mind. Yeah. And that is a compassionate impulse from the universe. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it allows you to start fresh. Right. It allows you to start new. And that is that whole sort of um, polarity that exists in our world, which is, you know, which enforces this idea that life and death need to exist collaboratively right because that's exactly what happens when you close your eyes at the end of the night is you're dying to a certain aspect of yourself that you think is real and when you wake up in the morning you are completely different yeah and all it takes is one thought to dream yourself back into existence Mm -hmm. and you have a choice to as to what type of being or what type of you to dream yourself back into yeah and it's an easier said than done thing because your entire life has worked around that specific person mm-hmm. but you can make baby steps baby like steps. little strides you know so in that first 15 minutes when you wake up try to extend that as much as you can not by trying but just being yeah that, that whole cliche sleep on it you know when yeah. you're upset with someone like oh don't make a decision now just sleep on it just sleep on it yeah because yeah. when you wake up the next day it just doesn't seem that bad it doesn't seem that bad yeah. And if you're one of those people that, you know, works a nine to five job, you, you could also embody this practice too. You know how, like when you're, when you're, you're so close to an Excel spreadsheet and you're trying to, your, your, oh. your mind is doing this, you know, uh, crash override in the movie hackers where you got E souls equals MC square flying over your head and yeah. you're like really deep into some pivot tables. <laughs> step away, <laughs> step away from the spreadsheet. Yeah. Go outside. Take a few minutes. Give that pivot table a break. Give that, fuck that pivot table, <laughs> first of all. But if you must, uh, give it a break. And then, you know, you'd be surprised. Everybody goes through this, right? And that's what they tell you. Just mm-hmm. take a break, come back, and you have an entirely new perspective. Yeah, it's true. You know, you can embody it. You can embody that practice and everything. But when you wake up in the morning, really like rest in that. Yeah. You know, 
See, like the, that. the thing is, what when I get into the shower and I'm sitting in the shower, some of the most amazing epiphanies happen in the shower. Oh yeah. For a lot of people, I actually lived with a roommate um, a while back. It was actually Jameson. He was my uh-huh. roommate for a long time. He he used to talk in the shower all the time. Oh yeah. You know, I, I talk to myself in the shower really? quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not a shower singer, but I'll, um, I'll definitely talk to myself. What do you talk about? Um, it's more like I'll think about a conversation that I had with someone and I'm like, fuck, I should have said this and I should have said it like this, you know, yeah. <laughs> and oh, I'll think of I other see. things like I'll, I'll replay conversations and things like that. And sometimes the podcast even, I'm oh, like, yeah. fuck, why did I say that? There's so many <laughs> t- <laughs> like, that's not what I was trying to say at all. You know, yeah. that's not what was in my brain. Why did that come out of my mouth? But yeah. yeah, that's that another one of those things that I think me and Jen have also experienced is just sometimes just saying shit the wrong way. Yeah. You know? Oh man. Let me tell you guys, this is, this thing is not easy. It's not easy. You know, <laughs> but it is, but if you keep working at it and you believe in it and you just love just the, the theme and just that the, the entire world of what we're into, then you just grow from it. Right. You know? Yeah. yeah it takes been, practice. Yeah. It's been a really, really amazing journey, but I'm glad that we were able to kind of sit and just give a recap on the last eight, was it eight months we've been doing this now? Yeah. Yeah. Eight months. Eight months. Right. Crazy. He's got like, you know, uh, a decade more to go. Yeah. And we survived a couple seasons. Like pretty cool. Yeah. We've seen people come and go. We've had, you know, lots of different things happen in our lives. We've had people even pass away. Yeah. You know, relationships start, relationships end for Mm -hmm. us. A lot of people. So life happens in this space. Man, a lot of life has happened you know? in the last eight months. And hopefully, you know, uh, six months or a year from now, we can look back and be like, wow, like we made that happen during quarantine. Totally. You know, and we hope that if anybody's listening, um, that we brought some light into your life during this difficult time. Yeah, I hope so. Because it definitely brought that into mine. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So we're going to have a big year ahead. And hopefully the next time we talk... It'll be 2021. Wow, that's crazy. And the universe will have assigned us an alien. Oh, that um, can't wait. A guide that'll yeah. just like help us along our journey. I was hoping we'd get some aliens during the grand conjunction, but it didn't work out. There, but I've been getting crazy dreams. That's, that's how, how they're going to come. That's how, that's how Barbara Messiniak talked about them, the fifth dimensional fifth dimensional aliens. Yeah, oh, that's, that's true. I read that book. I should know. So all you have to do is just believe. Yeah. Ask, believe, receive. Ask, believe, and receive. I like that. Ask, believe, and receive. Yeah. That's that's a secret. Yeah. A secret. Thank you for tuning in to the Divine Nobody's Podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to do that at the beginning and at the end of every episode from now on. Oh, please don't. I'm going to teach (laughs) you how to do it, Jana. I'm going to teach you how to do it. Thank you for so much for tuning in. Anyways, if you guys are on Instagram, (laughs) you can find us at Divine Nobodies. You can also go on YouTube. Watch the video. We record these things. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, if you guys have any questions, you go to our website, www.divine-nobodies.com. And we've got some foxy bitches on here. (laughs) (laughs) Just saying. We got some really beautiful goddesses on here. You know? Yeah. Anyways, we'll talk to you guys soon. Namaste. Namaste, friends. <laughs>